At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do big that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yeah, I hear you, CM Punk. Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, the returning Mr. A and D, and my co-host. Not Deion Sanders, which, by the way, is teaching at, a college, at the HBCU, but prime time. Yeah, what's up? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Yeah, we, we are back. It's been about two, maybe three weeks since you guys heard from us. Yeah, it's it's been a while. We, uh, it's been a long time. It has been a long time. Uh, I had to take care of some personal issues. Uh, going on in 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 my life and everything like that, so I was like, I had to take a break, take a step back from YouTube, step back from podcasting, <clears throat> and just you know be able to, to to help my family, be with my family, and do things as a married man with kids should do for his household. So I was trying to get back into that. So and then you know I appreciate Prime Time's patience to let me get back into that stuff like that. But now I feel as though right now I'm at a point now where I can come back. And working, uh, you know, it, it helps me out a lot. So I'm glad to be back doing the wrestling podcast here. And once again, because of the COVID and because of stuff that's going on, there really is not no drop dead topics to, to, to talk about. However, some some things we got we, we got a pay per view coming up. Uh, by the time you're li- listening to this, it's probably today on Sunday, or you probably you know could be listening to it. Us on Monday and the pay already happened already, but Clash of Champions is this Sunday. So before we get to talking about Clash Champions 2020, which there are some matches I actually kind of want to do see, we got to make sure since we're back, we got to pay those bills. Make sure you guys check out SpacesPhilly.com. Spaces Philly, the production company that we are a part of, and make sure you guys check out you know all your black podcasts on there, such as Lulu and Pop, the Lulu and Pop Horror War Show. Both sides, because it's a hard war show, especially Halloween coming up next month. And uh, both sides and, uh, you know, Mark and Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coalition content on there as the uh, Nerd Coalition, uh, the No Gimmick Seed Wrestling Podcast, Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Dog Sober Tongue. Still trying to work out this whole Ballers Lounge thing, but, we, you know, uh, we're on the kind of like on the back end of that, trying to figure out how we're going to make this thing work out. 
And guys, you can check us out on all the podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all that great stuff like that. You guys should check us out also on YouTube Premium if you guys like listen to your uh, your stuff on YouTube. So make sure you guys check out TheRealNerdCoalition.com. Get your Nerd Coalition merch. Get your NC with the lightning bolt. Get your classic NC. You can also get... Uh, like I said, the classic NC and also the No Gimmies in the Wrestling Podcast shirts. You guys should check out Q Flow and the War Drum on the Real Nerd And make sure you check out my man Prime Times, the Prime Nostalgic Podcast. I don't know what he has in store, but I guarantee you it will be some great content because who does not like talking about some nostalgia stuff? And he put up his video with the All Day Cast up on his YouTube channel, Prime Nostalgia, that you guys can check out. Yep, yep, yep. We got a lot of stuff. Uh... Spooky things coming up for Halloween. So stay tuned. Oh, that's great. Uh, also, before we get into this, like I said, I'm going to say this because I know a lot of people are unhappy with uh, hearing about the, the the no justice for Breonna Taylor. And it does make me sick to my stomach. And I was not going to come back on this podcast and I talk about it. And like I said, I don't know law. I don't know how things... This is should work, but it, it's just it's, sometimes it just does not seem fair, especially for our favor. But go, I, 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 they want us to go out there and riot. They want us to go out there and mess things up. They want they want us to give them an excuse. Don't do that. You go. We can still make our voice heard. We can still go out there and protest, and we can still go out there. And cause disruption without, you know, being violent and trying to get ourselves killed. Because I, you know, still say her name, still have justice for Brianna, and make sure everybody, when it comes to November, vote. If you are registered to vote, if you guys are going to get registered to vote, we got the mail in ballots because you don't want to be by COVID. Somehow, some way, get out there, make your voice heard. And vote. I know everybody don't vote in every election. Everybody don't vote in every presidential election. But this is, this is, a, this is a, this is a big one. And we really got to shift the tide. And you have to got to go out there and vote. You want to add anything to that prime time? Nah, just go vote. Go make your voice be heard. Yeah, go. God said, because what's going on in this country right now is just sickening, and we cannot last. Another four years a day. You got you guys got to go out there, and, you know what I'm saying. But just act because I, let's not play favoritism here. But look, go out and exercise your right to vote. Do that. Make sure you do that. So, uh, we are got a got a clash of champions, which is uh, it used to be United Champions, but they took the WCW title and turned to Clash of Champions. So this is the night. Once a year, where every championship, which it should be anyway, but every championship that's in WWE will be defended on this night. So championships that you don't even see, you don't get defended. Intercontinental, the women's tag team, they're getting defended on this show. So we have a total of uh, they have a women's tag team championship. Say what? They have a women's tag team championship. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I mean, because that's not the pre-show, which it should be. But including the pre-show, we have nine scheduled matches. Now, once okay. again, once again, like I said, 
the, the pre-show match, in my opinion, I was like, well, I can see probably watching the pre-show, but I think another match should have been on the pre-show, in my personal opinion, like the Women's Tag Team Championships or even the Tag Team for the Smack... Uh, the, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship matchup, those are easy pre-show matches to me because I, I like to, you know, put Oscar on a bigger stage than the pre-show, but neither here or there. So, me and Prime are going to give our predictions on what, who we, what we think is going to win and stuff like that, so usually like that. So, uh, are you outside, Prime? No, I am not, actually. <laughs> okay, I don't know if sound got here like wind or something in the background. Uh, my bad. Ugh. Uh, let's might as well get on to yeah, that, that. That's a lot better. Uh, might as well get into the, the pre-show with Oscar defending her Raw Women's Championship against Selena Vega. Selena Vega obviously came out and slapped. Oscar across the face and she beat Mickey James, don't know how, on Monday on Raw to earn this championship opportunity. Obviously, we just need somebody for Oscar to beat. Selena Vega, even though I'm a fan of Selena Vega and stuff like that, and I know that every time 9-11 comes around, Vince likes to push her because, you know, she lost her dad in 9-11. But Selena Vega has not been uh, showcased as a talent to the point where she can hang in the ring with Oscar, she's a decent wrestler if you watch her in Impact, but she has not been, you know, shown uh, uh, how capable she is to even beat Oscar. So there's even no point that there's any believability that she's going to win the championship. So Oscar's my pick. What about you, Brian? Uh, real quick, can you hear that in the background, or is it still loud? Yeah, I can still hear it now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Well, I um, I think Oscar's gonna win, of course, but I think this might be like a breakout Zelina Vega match. Maybe if they do it right. Yeah, I would like that if it was against Bianca Belair because that's where the rivalry came from. And mm-hmm. since we're still in this rivalry with Street Profits and Garza and Andrade, why not have them have a pre-show matchup to showcase us? Have her and Zelina Vega out there have a nice. 15 minute match, but just pushing, putting her away from Bianca after she lost to it, it got pinned by Bianca. How many times? Like two, three times already. And, th- and then all of a sudden she just go out there and slap Oscar. She ready for a championship match. That's just not. Yeah, she's ready for Oscar. Yeah. That, that's just not good. That's not good story. It's not good character building. It's not good storytelling. So you, you, you we both have Oscar winning this matchup. As yes, we do. as per usual. So, speaking of the rivalry, now we're on to the main show. We have for the Raw Tag Team Championships. We have the Street Profits taking on Andrade and Angel Garza. So once again, we're back to where we were at before because they had a triple threat tag team matchup player on Monday, where it was Andrade and Garza. Listen to me. Humberto Carrillo and Dominic and who? Wait, who? Exactly. Humberto and Murphy and Seth Rollins. First of all... Hey, just real quick. I know this is the the podcast with pay-per-views and stuff, but are they they trying to insinuate that Murphy is hitting a Mysterio daughter? 
Is that what they're trying to ensue? That's what it looks like they're trying to do. First of all, why can't Ray Rosario just have his own kids? Why he can't, why he always have the daddy of one of these kids? I don't, I, I, I don't get it. I don't, you know, I agree with you. I don't get it. But that's fine. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, out, out of two, out of three of them teams, I was like, one, either they're not a team or they broken up already. Well, guess what? Actually, uh, when is, uh, Sephiroth supposed to be gone? Ain't he? What is he doing? That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what? What is taking so long to write this man off television? Like, Vince want to squeeze the light into, like, Vince want to go until like Becky calls him while he at work and like I'm in labor right now where he leave. Jeez, like, come on, what are y'all doing? This I don't know, but Seth didn't. He didn't take no bumps. He walked off and left Murphy, which gave uh the win to Andrade and Garza. So we're back at it again. So who wins, Street Profits or Andrade and Garza? I think this time they they win. Uh, Garza, Garza. yeah, yeah. I think that'd be too. It, it actually would have made sense to bring out the Poison storyline out now, supposed to doing all those months ago. So, uh, so they actually won the championship. So they're probably just going to beat them, and then I don't know what's going to happen after that. If Vince wants to, you know. Push Andrade and Garza to the moon with the titles, but he don't like tag teams anyway. But I do have Garza and Andrade win the matchup. Next, we gotta be right one of these times. They don't fought by six times almost for the title. We gotta be right once. Hey, a broke clock is right <laughs> twice a day. A broke clock is, is 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 uh right twice a day. Next up, we got for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships player. Is Cesaro and Nakamura taking on Lucha House Party, the team of Kalisto and either Grand Menelik or Lince Dorado? I mean, they have been trying to make this like 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 a rivalry or a feud, but this shows that SmackDown has no tag teams on that show whatsoever to even be considered credible against Cesaro. And Nakamura, so not barely a credible tag team themselves. Exactly, but. They got the championships, and there's no reason why they're going to lose them here. Nakamura and Cesaro retain for me. Yep, Nakamura and Cesaro for me. Uh, and I think that when they trying to do like a breakup storyline with them anyway, with the um, with your house party. Yeah, they like they were trying to show a rift between Kalisto and Lince Dorado. So that'll be interesting that nobody asks for, it, but okay. Exactly, they're giving us kind of storylines that we don't want. You know what I'm saying? But fine, I mean, just fine because we're not done yet. Uh, we have for let's go this way. Uh, for the women's tag team championships player, like Tay Long is happy tonight. We got tag team after tag team after tag team match. So AEW are watching this. So happy. Exactly. We got Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. That new team of of mice and men taking on the Riot Squad, uh, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan for the tag team championships. So look, honestly, I don't really care, but I already know that they're not going to take the, the belts off of Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler just yet. So I got them winning. 
So it's a shame what they're doing to poor Lana. She go, she goes to announce table twice uh in a week, <laughs> but Keith Lee gets fall on there and it don't break. So <laughs> we see Lana getting the worst of this. But I have. Well, I mean, for some reason I feel like they're punishing her because of her husband's decision. Exactly. I, <laughs> I mean, so, they yeah. care. They care about him anyway. So what the hell? Yeah, they act like they did. And I don't know why they be doing that. They like one of those people, one of those guys that don't care about the girlfriend when she leaves, and then after a month they be like, "Okay, I actually, I actually did care about her." Yeah. Type of thing. You're right. So, but I got I got Jackson Baszler winning. Yeah, I got that. I got uh, Shayna Baszler and the idiot winning. <laughs> I got, well, as you call it, the idiot, giving uh, Ruby Ryder Samoa and drop through the table, and then they just take apart Liv Morgan. I just got Liv just straight up losing. All right. I, don't, I don't think they. I don't think they take one of them out. I just think she just straight up like. Get decimated in her face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, I mean, I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that neither. So, uh, so just uh-huh. that's another thing. They broke up. The, they broke up the iconics just to have them be friends again. They can't commit. Shouldn't have broke them up <laughs> in the first place. Shouldn't have broke them up in the first place. But anyway. For the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey taking on Nikki Cross. So it already shows that they, they couldn't hold back bringing back Sasha after a week because, you know, her neck was crushed. And I'm like, y'all just couldn't hold off TV, huh? Y'all could not just hold off Sasha Banks off TV to get, you know, some more, some more of a burn or some more, some more heat on Bailey, but no. So Nikki Cross again wins the Fatal Four Way matchup to. Face Bailey. This is probably what, the third time she's going for the championship this year. I think every time they put Nikki Cross in the Fatal Four Way, she wins. So maybe they should stop. Uh huh. Her in Fatal Four Way matches. Absolutely. If they know she's gonna win or something. Uh-huh. Like I don't know. I'm just tired of seeing Nikki Cross and Bailey. I'm tired of seeing Bailey. Like Naomi. I don't think Naomi even got a shot at the title this year. No, she did. She that came back. In, she came back at the Royal Rumble. That was and that, that was her highlight this year. The pop like, she got the Royal even Lacey, I don't think Lacey Evans got a shot. I know Tamina got one. I know uh, Dana Brooke, I think, got one. Like, I just, I want to see somebody different, but, like, somebody that's believable, I guess. That's uh-huh. what I want. Because Nikki Cross is not even close to sniffing the title. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. So, of course, yeah, Bears win, because obviously, Bears keep that title to WrestleMania next year. So, y'all, y'all gonna forget yeah. that. Uh... Bobby Lashley taking on Apollo Crews for the United States Championship. If there's one thing on Raw that I actually do like, it's the Hurt Business. Everything else sucks ass to a straw. Especially this past Monday. And they're... they're, they're, Hurt Business. Yeah, they're they're trying to make Apollo Crews a threat. And like I said, he has been better on the mic and better winning championships. So, uh, I think he's going to be cool. He's not winning that United States Championship back from... Bobby Lashley, because Bobby Lashley needs a belt to be in this group. But um, do you think sometime that down the line and Apollo Crews joins the Hurt Business? Nah. They got Cedric, and I think right now they're good with with their dynamic. And I think Apollo Crews would just be a dud, honestly. Uh-huh. Because, like, like I don't, Cedric has that personality that can be 
believable of being in a group like just a dope group. Yeah. Apollo being in there just would make it seem campy to me. Uh huh. Like everybody else, like yeah, yeah. And the Apollo's like, hey guys, I'm in the group. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just me. No, I mean, you, you, it's like if Ricochet was in the group, I, I can't believe it because he's just his. First of all, I have his moves that are flippy doos, so you can't be healed already off of that. Because you know they, you gotta take the, the flips away and not people, get people excited for your move set. But I don't know. It's like I think Cedric is doing all right though. Yeah, but Cedric and Cedric has a heel move set as well though. Like his finisher, the lumbar check. It's yeah. Like a, yeah. It's not like a you know Ricochet goes up to the ropes, gets everybody involved, and then jumps all day. You can't really do that as a as a bad guy, you know. Yeah, I don't think you can. You know, and, and, and you get heat for it. Yeah, I just don't. Feel, I, I feel as though that. Uh, like I said I, I, I'm liking the hurt business, and I and you know, you never know. Let's see what can happen. I I will be I will be surprised if, if Apollo Cruz does kind of join later on down the line. Okay, well, hopefully they. Uh, it needs some women in the group, though. I, I I would like a, you know, a man woman group that's not retribution. Okay, so you wanted to add like, sorry and snap, cricket finger, cricket finger. All right, well, uh, now let's go on to some of the, the bigger matches, obviously. There's something that got some good story to it. Jeff Hardy taking on AJ Styles, taking on Sami Zayn, a triple threat ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship to crown. Who is the undisputed Intercontinental Champion? And first of all, these three in the ladder match should make magic, but these three at this age in the ladder match, don't know. This is like forty. The average age is forty. Yeah, so I'm like, if this match was ten years ago, yeah. If this match was in between the years of 2004 and say 2014, then yes. Exactly. I, I would definitely say I would definitely agree with you on that one. But since it's not, I'm saying we're going to make do for what we're going to get. But it still should be an interesting dynamic. We're going to crown who is undisputed intercontinental champion. So. Who do you have win the Intercontinental Championship? The way that they built it is for Jeff Hardy to win. The way that they built it, but I personally, I personally would want AJ to win. Oh, but that's just me. But uh, but I think AJ is like souring with the company. So I think after this, he might either go away for a bit or, or something different, maybe. Oh, wow. but I'll say Jeff Hardy. I'm actually picking Sami Zayn. Okay. Not, not a bad choice. Sami Zayn just came back, and I'm like, they got to make some kind of deal with him to come back during the COVID. And I think keep him, keeping that championship will be kind of good. They show how dirty he was. I'll oh, say now, if he did win on SmackDown this past Friday, so if I go by my rule, look strong yeah. on TV, and lose a pay-per-view, I can either, I definitely going to be between Jeff Hardy or Sam Zick, I do think AJ Styles is going to take take a break from WWE, go back to his family, you know. Especially him being on SmackDown with Heyman, of course. He's he's, exactly, he, he, he don't want whatever way to, to leave. Yeah, he, he don't care. So, yeah, I, I don't see them giving him the uh, championship. But, uh, 
I, I definitely got Sami Zayn winning the ladder match. I think I think it's not going to be like like we wanted to be like ten years ago. But I do think it's going to be those guys are going to put their bodies out there to try to make a decent match. Does Jeff Hardy jump up or something high? Oh, let's see. You know what? I I think so. Okay. I think we get a big yeah. swan Tom bomb on the outside with with AJ Styles and uh, um, Sami Zayn laid across. You know, two ladders and he gives a swan time to to both of them. So I think that'd be I think that'd be dope. Uh, this could be an interesting match. I just I'm just worried about you know Jeff Hardy don't stop until he it's, it, is knocked it, it, out. It, exactly, and he needs to stop because he's definitely like forty two, forty three years old. So where case may be, uh, we have. Roman Reigns taking on his blood, his oos, and Jay Uso for the United States uh, for, for the excuse me for the Universal Championship. Now let me tell y'all something right now. Now, obviously Jay Uso not gonna win this matchup, but they have done a good job telling the story about the family between Jay Uso and uh, Roman Reigns. And I think they've done a good job at doing that. Roman has been looking good as the bad guy, but Jay Uso got no chance in hell. He got he he, he don't have a you know say a teardrop in the bucket to win this match. See, they did a good job at the story, but I don't think they did a good job at building up Jay Uso to make it even even a bit of believable that he could win. No, 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 no. They they didn't do that at all. They they what this story is trying to do is just have something to be like okay. It gives that they think is going to give Roman more heat because he's going to beat the shit out of his blood, and if he beats the if he beats the snot out of his blood, it's just like well, family can't stand away from him in that Universal Championship. So that's what I think they're trying they're trying to go for. So did they feel so they don't need to even build up Jey Uso? It's just the fact that he's just going to beat the shit out of him. I mean. Sure, I mean, I thought we all, everybody knew this, but yeah, um, yeah, uh, Roman wins. I don't think it's gonna be like a two minute match, to be honest. Uh huh. No, no, I know it's gonna be long. He ain't gonna squash him. He gonna put on. He gonna put on an entertaining match. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't understand that logic. Well, you never know. I mean, Jay Uso, Jay Uso, the tag team guy, can all of a sudden hang with Roman Reigns, who's like one of the best wrestlers. So you think it should be like a squash match? I think that would make more sense. And maybe that's just me, but I'm saying like but it, it, the it, way that Roman Reigns is a tag the, team guy. Roman, Roman is always. Oh, sorry, what you say? No, I'm just saying he is a tag team guy. Yes, but he is Roman's kin, so he is supposed to be like he grew up Roman, which he has, and, and, and he knows Roman inside out. So despite what he does in the wrestling ring, you know, singles guy that you know he can hang with his hang with his cousin. Because, you know, that's just the way it is. But they didn't even put that aspect in there, though. They didn't even say, like, do you know who's the first person to pin the Roman Reigns ever in WWE? Who is? It's Jey Uso. But they didn't even mention that. Oh, wow. See, I didn't, I didn't even know about that, neither. They didn't even mention that storyline. They didn't even say, like, he's the first person to pin him. And he's, he, they didn't even say he can get in his head and he knows him like the back of his hand. They didn't say none of that. So that's what I'm saying with the build the lot they 
make it seem like Jay Uso just has no chance at all. Yeah, that was a good point you brought because I didn't even, I didn't even yeah. know about that. So yeah, so I had it, to it was a handicap match, of course, but still, it was Jay Uso was the first person to pin Roman in the WWE. Gotcha. Yeah, see, I hate when they don't bring up the consistency like that of having, you know, the tell uh, Again, the they thing. probably didn't bring it up because in the video, uh, Dean Ambrose is like right in the shot. So maybe oh, that's probably why. Probably why, yeah. Definitely probably why because they got that's, Ambrose. So still yeah. is a good part of the story, though, that they should, that they should have at least said and not mentioned. Like, mention. Mm hmm. Well, we, then we're going to move on now. To what is supposedly going to be the main event, and that's Drew McIntyre taking on Randy Orton for uh, the WWE Championship inside an ambulance match. I didn't even know this was an ambulance match until Friday. Yeah, it was supposed to be uh, Keith Lee and McIntyre. Yeah, but then, and then was you know uh, Keith Lee got the you know saying. They was doing like a if if Randy Orton is still hurt thing, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, but I didn't even know. I was gonna be another one on one match. It came. It's like out of nowhere when they when they mentioned there's gonna be an ambulance match. I was like, really? Why? What? When it happened? But okay, I'm not gonna be mad at gimmick style matches because I'm like, do I really want to see Roman Reigns, uh, not Roman Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre tear it up again for another twenty so minutes? And I'm just like, for a Randy Orton matchup, like, no. Nah. You can give me an ambulance match. It could be a brutal kind of match. I think they put it as an ambulance ambulance match to make the keep uh to give Drew to keep his heat because I think Randy Orton will be winning this match. Yeah. So I think they do it just for him not to get pinned. I agree. But still lose the title. You know, I, I do agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I, they did such a good job with this Randy Orton thing. Like usually in the past couple of years, when Randy Orton wouldn't do nothing, then he'd get a championship match. I'd be like, okay, really? Do we need this? But this this current run that he's on, they did it good. Like, it makes sense for him to challenge for the title. While in years past, he'll just fight like Jinder Mahal, and then all of a sudden next week, the next week he'll be fighting for the title. You know. Uh, so yeah. this one makes sense. Also, the last one, not the, the uh, you know, long winner and thing, but the last one where he got the title made sense as well with him and Bray. With the, the Wyatt, yeah, and then with together, then they put like that makes sense. So storylines like that, I like for Randy Orton, that makes sense, and not just when he just says, "Yeah, I want a title now." After he didn't really do nothing for the past six months or the past year, yeah. Now all of a sudden he wants a title shot. Later. I'm still yeah. don't understand how Dolph Ziggler gets title shots every. Bro, I'm surprised how he still gets title shots, but that's neither here nor there. You're right. Well, that is all of the Clash Champions card. So those are our predictions. Make sure you guys stay tuned right uh, during Nerd Coalition, uh, Nerd NC Studios, where I plan on watching it tomorrow night and reviewing it. So it will be up by Monday morning, hopefully. So make sure you guys check all that great stuff out. But now we have to move on with the rest of the podcast. And we go on to some unfortunate news. So... We had a wrestling death that happened. Another wrestling death in 2020. We have lost a lot of people. We lose a lot of them every year, but we lost a lot this year in 2020. And we lost a lot of heavy hitters. And look, 
We lost Shad. We lost Rocky Johnson. You know. Dang, that was just this year? Yes. Rocky Johnson was the first one in January. That was only in January? Yes. We was already gearing up for a bad year already. Because remember, Rocky Johnson died first, then Kobe died. And then when Kobe died, everybody forgot about everything else. Wow, I thought Rocky Johnson was like late last year. No, Rocky Johnson was 2020. So was um, Shad was uh, uh-huh. this year. Kamala was this year. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's just yep. so so many. Uh, Still one of the best podcast moments that we've had with Vince and that, uh, it, uh, that, that funeral. It's, no chance. It's, yo, my God. <laughs> you, you talk about that all the time. Oh, man. I just can't believe. Uh, I can just imagine that moment, like seriously. Yeah. So now we another one we have. We lost Road Warrior Animal Joe mm-hmm. Laurinaitis, who is the brother of John Laurinaitis. People power. People power. So uh, sorry. He, he um he died this week at the age of sixty, and uh-huh. they did not. Uh, I, I'm still reading so, here. I don't know if they didn't reveal what it was from, but they didn't mention to say it was COVID or anything. I think probably could have just been natural causes at that at that at that yeah. age. You know, they didn't say what it was. So I didn't. I didn't even know that. <laughs> I probably did look this. Up. I didn't even know him and John Laurinaitis was brothers until they announced his name. Really. Yes, oh no! Really. You know the thing is, I we we found out that he was John Laurinaitis' brother when CM Punk roasted John Laurinaitis in that promo back in t- 2012, and he called John Laurinaitis out of it and called him, you know, talked about his brother being animal. He said your brother was part of one half of the greatest tag team champions uh, that ever graced his company, and you were so mad because you couldn't keep up. Yeah, he CM Punk had that promo. He got John Laurinaitis out here, oh, yeah. and then I was like, "Wait a minute, that's your brother?" Yeah, that, like, was my, yeah. that was that was like a uh, Jerry Lawler, Brian Christopher thing to me. I did not know. <laughs> wow, wow, that is something. Well, Trevor, well, kind of Brian Christopher, Jerry Lawler, just like him. Well, yeah, now like when they when they say it and when they see it, now that I see it, but. And you, you can just say two people look alike, and that'd just be it. Like, yeah. that's Grand, what I thought. Grandma's sex age was last year, though, right? I thought it was year before last. Uh, uh, they, 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 yeah, it was, it's been a minute. Um, but he, uh, it, it's amazing because Hulk passed away 17 years earlier uh, when he passed away. And they were some of the, if not one of the greatest tag teams that ever graced the wrestling ring. And now, once again, I'm talking about the old school tag teams where you had the Road Warriors, you had the Steiner Brothers, you had oh, Demolition. Heart Foundation. Heart yeah. Foundation, Demolition. Like, you had tag teams that was in the tag team wrestling. You had the Brain Busters, and then, of course, WWE made their version uh, called Demolition, which Demolition was good. But they they weren't better than the Road Warriors, and it's just amazing that we just got a um, Dark Side of the Ring mm-hmm. with the Road Warriors. 
So that uh, was surreal in itself when they interviewed Animal. Uh, and like I said, I've been into the Road Warriors for years. And like I said, I, when I started watching wrestling, the Road Warriors weren't even in WCW anymore. I, I started in 92. So they was in WWE, and that's when Hawk was getting drunk at that SummerSlam. He couldn't, he couldn't perform the move right. And then, you know, it was like going from there. Then he came back as LOD. Except, you know, the Road Warriors, stuff like that. But I remember them in NWA. I remember them, you know, with, a, you know, the, the Crockett promotions and stuff like that. So they they go back years. They go and back. I always, I always like, because um, I, I know this is a thing, but I always like the term Road Warrior Pop. Yeah, like the, exactly. Use it. I, I don't know what I was watching. I don't know if I was watching like a Chronicle or WWE 24 or something. And Ric Flair came back for something. And he was like, look, I'm about to get this Road Warrior pop. And then you hear the woo, and then the, the people kicked He was like, I still got it. And then he went out there. But I like when they call it the Road Warrior pop, even though they probably could be, I don't want to say more famous than the Road Warriors, but they still use that term, Road Warrior pop. No, I agree with you because that, that was that those pops that they, they was getting back in the early days, like people was falling out for the Road Warriors. Like, like in, in my personal opinion, the Road Warriors laid down the foundation for tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. Such as the reason why you, you got FTR or like you call them top guys today. And the reason why it should be their name. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the, the, this was a thing. They, they both were inducted to the hall of fame in 2011. So they got to smell the files, but uh, they were like the example. They were like the blueprint of tag teams. You had tag teams that that got together, then they got old, and then that they left each other and went on for singles careers. And some that felt as though that they do better on their own and realized that it's better that they stay in a partnership. These guys never strayed away from that. Now, granted, there was a time where they did have a mild breakup, but. Animal went to go find somebody else to team with. He, you know, because the single stuff is not really necessarily, you know. They had what two other teammates or three? I think so. He had, he had um, Draws, um, Heinrich, and the, the guy from uh, Japan. Yes, he did. He had a guy from Japan. He had Draws. I definitely remember when Heinrich was being a member of LOD when they had Animal. You know what? That's why I say this. Animal had a good singles run in 2000, what was it, five, four or five, where he was there on SmackDown. I will say Animal was in good shape, and Animal was, was, was back to doing the wrestling, and then he did the tag team thing with Heidenreich to give Heidenreich something to do. Heidenreich couldn't wrestle. but Yeah, I just seen the clip of uh, Johnny Nitro, or John Morris, excuse me, posted. It was him, and uh, I'm, against, I'm assuming Heidenreich versus... Uh, uh, Nitro Mercury, and he was still looking good. You know, he was yeah, double suplex, double clothesline, and all. He's doing good. Yeah, I see that. Like I say, it's a you know, high right couldn't wrestle, but Animal could still get in there. And he was a couple battle roles, and he did have that that that, that singles run that I remember. When he came. It, 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 it reminded me of remember when British Bulldog came back in the late nineties with the jeans shorts. Yeah, with the jeans. I mean, with the pants. Yeah, yeah with the jeans. But however, I just think Animal's run was oh, better. I'm sorry. The only thing I remember from that run, from that run is one, two, 
It doesn't matter to rock out the three. And then that's and, only, I'm so sorry about Bulldog, but that's the only thing I remember from that last run. And then the rock giving him a rock bottom on the dog poop. In the dog poop. In the dog poop. That was that was just fucking, uh, that, was, that, was, that was gross. That was gross. But hey, that's that's what it was. Uh, but yeah, but it, it felt like that, but only ten times better because I think Animal was in a better headspace and he can he he was working a little bit better than the Bulldog was. Mm-hmm. He probably, I guess, he maybe just had something to prove mm-hmm. to himself. Maybe that could have been the case too. Yeah. So that always, uh, that always is a thing with some people too. They want to prove that I'm not just this guy or I'm not just a tag team guy sometimes. I can agree. And, and he has come out and been honest that he did do steroids along with Hawk. I mean, who did in the eighties and then I didn't know he had to announce it. I thought that was obvious. Yeah. But you know, people try to try to deny it. Cause like Hulk Hogan, oh, brothers not, Hulk Hogan went on our sending your heart and said, brother, I did not. Do steroids. That was like Hulk Hogan. Later. That was not Terry <laughs> Belay. A week later, there was like, yeah, he's been using steroids this whole time. <laughs> exactly. So he didn't pull that, you know, Terry Belay shit. You know, it was just like, yo, this thing happened, and it, it happened. And he said, uh, he noted that it was a diabol, which is D I A N A B O L. A heavy duty steroid taken orally, and favored by powerlifters because it, it it has the quick mass gain and provides a spike in side effects ranging from water retention to liver damage. Wow! So, was essential to accelerating the growth of their beefy uh, builds as it did for many other wrestlers during the time. So, it uh, they talked. You know, he talks about you know. Having you know the steroids and the effect on him because like we're not gonna sit here and say Hawk, you know was alcoholic he was on drugs and there's nothing wrong with animal. It's just an animal was you know more can keep himself on keep himself at work. You know what I'm saying? Like I say it was probably more of a, you know a, a steroids thing opposed to anything else. And uh, you know I, I wonder how Paul Ellering is feeling. Yeah, he probably was very just sad. Because, you know, Paul was their manager, and he gave that beautiful little eulogy he did for Hawk during, uh, if anybody hasn't seen it, it's on the uh, uh, Dark Side of the Ring, which I think is on, on demand now, or Hulu. I think you might have to uh, purchase it. Okay. I know there are like, episodes, that, I think the only episodes that's free is like the Ben Wyatt episode and everything after that, I think it's like a series, so you got to purchase it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Is that you mean on Hulu or just on your regular cable? I think on YouTube. On YouTube. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. It's a, it's a pos- it's a, it's a possibility. You know, you may have to pay for that. But he gave Hawk a beautiful eulogy on Dark Side of the Ring, and I'm just like, Yo, Paul Ellering is is giving a word here, and looks like he would um do the same for the other half in Animal. Like I said, I, I haven't read Twitter or seen Paul Ellering responded. To you know the passing of it, which I'm pretty sure he did. He posted a picture of him. Yeah, but it was like at a at a wedding or a funeral or something. But that was all. It was yeah. like a recent picture of them in the suits. So. Yeah, so you know, what I'm saying it's a uh, it, it's tough, and 
it, 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 it's like, like, like you said, like, you know, it's just a lot of these wrestlers, they get older, but they don't have for them don't even make it to the age of 60 and if they yeah. do they, they don't make it too far past it like Roddy Piper already said I'm not making it to 65 and he died 63 you got people from Lance Cade to Chris Canyon who have died you know at, at young ages off suicide alone uh-huh. yep. you know so uh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking my, my heart does go out to his family, and you know, uh, because I, I was I was a fan of the Road Warriors, and like I said, I was a fan of the Road Warriors when they were in NWA before Vince got to him. Which I, I'm not saying that. Well, yeah, it was. I'm saying because of Vince got to him, and it they, they, was LOD. I I didn't mind. Okay, which one you like better, LOD or Road Warriors? I like. Road Warriors because they were just like I guess they didn't care. Yeah, like, you not they didn't care, but you know, like you know, in the thing, they were just like, hey, we're gonna come beat you up. Like <laughs> they said that in the in the dark side of the ring, we don't, we just gonna beat you up. You just gotta take the abuse. But mm. uh, I didn't pr- like. I, I think the, the name for me, I don't know if it took me out of it because like it was like the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom, Road Warrior Animal, Road Warrior Hawk. And then it was like Legion of Doom. That confused me when I was younger. Always confused me on which which group was which. If they was talking about the Road Warriors or they was talking about LOD. Because it's different, technically. I guess that always confused me when I was younger. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And then, of course, we, we remember the infamous story from WWE where they had Hulk fall off the Titan Tron. Which was dumb, but I'm, you know, uh, and then of course you got you, you got the 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 SummerSlam matchup with the Road Warriors and uh, who, Sunny at the time was with them. Well, which matchup? In '92. No, Sunny went with them. That was uh, Paul Ehring and uh, their puppet. Oh, their puppet. Yeah, actually, their puppet. Yeah, the puppet on the most. And we, you know, when Hawk was too plastered to be in the ring, and Animal said so. You know. But yeah, we can't even do our finish and go to the top rope. Yeah, but there is so, oh my! And every time I hear that story, you know what I think about. Oh, what? You know I think about Vince McMahon in in, in the titty bar, Godfather's oh, yeah, titty yeah. bar, <laughs> taking a doomsday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, taking a doomsday device in the club, and you know it's funny. And after now with si- more footage, I really believe it. Yeah. Uh, bruh, I'm telling you right now, after seeing him launch himself 10 feet down to a crash pad to show Gronkowski, a younger athlete, how to fall, I can so believe that. Mm-hmm. I just wish, like, uh, I wish they had more footage back then, because I know there is footage of him uh, hang line doing the Shawn Michaels entrance on more than one occasion. It's, it's like two or three videos of him doing it. Uh-huh. One is at, like, In Your House. One is like for WrestleMania, and another one is for another day. I forgot, but he did, he did it more than one time. Did that hang glide across the uh, the arena at Shawn Michaels? So yeah, he, he'll show you. Except for that one time, he 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 usually show you how to how to do something. Exactly, or him taking cheer shots, whatever the case may be. But yes, uh, you know those those are some memories. But I'm like, uh, those are not the you know. 
those are not what his career is going to be necessarily based off of because of just these missiles of WWE. They, they had um, they had a list here of some of his greatest moments. That's it. Uh, you can remember WWE did. No, NWA. Like, oh, okay. I was about to say, because like, did, you know, that's not going to be. Yeah, no. But, you know, like the 1986 Great American Bash. You know, uh, talking about when they was, um, you know, uh, there were very few uh, delicate tag teams who, during their run as a team, were popular enough to, uh, to, uh, enough to credibly face the world champion in singles uh, matches for his belt. However, Hawk and Animal made to that level as both of them faced Ric Flair for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship on separate nights of the 1986 Great American Bash Tour. Which, like I said, people don't understand how big Hawk and Animal were as a team, but yet they can, you know, uh, they still like, 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 like be a team but still go out and show the world that, you know, they can be uh, taken seriously too. Yeah. yeah. Now I didn't see the Great American Bash in 1986, um, but I'm yes. sure it's on the network that people can go back and oh, watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, on yes. I know one of the covers they were like on the they were like the uh, cover athletes of one of the posters. I can't remember which one. It wasn't the uh, Hall of Fame one, right? No, it was like an actual pay per view of WCW. That they were on the cover. Of. Okay. I can't remember. I, I I just seen it when I opened up the network and it was on the cover. Uh huh. Oh, it was on. It was on like one of the, the posters. I was like, okay, that's cool. And they they at least were on some of the posters in, back back in the day. Ooh. Oh wow. Okay. See, I didn't like. I I didn't know. You know, most of that stuff. They also um have. Uh, triple gold. Uh, uh, Rory's time in WWE was pretty forgettable. Because, uh, you know, like I said, once again, we had SummerSlam, you had Hawk falling off the Titan Tron. Uh, but they beat the Nasty Boys to win the WWF Tag Team ch- titles and made them the only team in history to hold primary tag team titles in AWA, NWA, and WWF, which were the three major North American promotions. That existed during that era, mm-hmm. and also opened the door for another tag team to do uh, similar things to that nature. You talk the Dully Boys, yeah, yeah. I mean, the Dully Boys just did everything the Nasty Boys wanted to do, but better. Yeah, I like. Just, I think the Dully Boys like. Oh, you know, you know what? No, I, you know what? I'm, 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 I'm not going to d- d- throw the Nasty Boys under the boat bus like that, but I damn sure will, d- will throw Public Enemy under the bus. Uh, Noah, PWG, even uh, so yeah, they, they kind of been everywhere. 
kind of like dominated at one point and that probably couldn't happen unless the World Warriors did that mm. first. So they, they always got to get shout out to the World Warriors. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and you cannot forget about the moment that everybody can talk about. Remember, uh, the I think this was the, the uh, scaffold match between Midnight Express at Starcade 1986, when it was the Road Warriors and Midnight Express. And they, they was talking about it. I've seen this in many documentaries about how they didn't like the scaffold at first and how high it was. I remember Cornette was hanging from it, and he dropped down and messed up both his knees. Did he mess up his knees from like swinging that song too, or messed up his arm from swinging his bat at something? Yeah, well, I mean, he, bracket, but yeah, he always got hurt. But yeah, yeah, but he I, I, he I dropped low know. and it was crazy. Yeah, isn't that the one that they played in the documentary as well? Which one, the ECW one? No, the the, the Road Warriors one. I think they they had something about the scaffold match. I, the, I, I, uh, I think they did. I think they did actually. Yes, they had a, a little footage of it, but yeah, I think that's a. That's actually like scary. I know it probably was scary, but isn't it? That, is that the one when it was like uh, he was he was drunk, almost too drunk to be on the scaffold? Is that the one they were talking about? Maybe. Well, I remember, the, I remember, the, I remember the too drunk for SummerSlam. But you know what? I think I don't know if he was too drunk to get on there uh, on the scaffold, but he he was up there. <laughs> yeah, you know. So was Matt Hardy on that on that uh, pay per view? But you know, <laughs> all right. Oh, you, you know what? You're right though. Yeah, so you're right on that one. So you know, say so it's he it, he he's truly gonna be miss. I'm glad they got their flowers and had they were in the Hall of Fame here. I'm glad that Hawk was able to find some peace and find the Lord before he passed away. And then, like I said, if you look on Animals' uh, Twitter, I haven't been on Instagram too much. He's a very re- religious guy now, and his son, his son plays football. Uh, used to play football for the Rams, I believe. Oh, okay. Let me make sure I'm getting I'm getting uh, the right person because yes, um, his son. Do you remember a guy named James Laurinaitis? Sounds kind of familiar, but I'm not gonna lie and be like, yeah, I know. Well, it sounds a little familiar. All right. Well, James Laurinaitis, he uh was a linebacker uh, for the St. Louis Rams and the Saints uh, for the NFL. He played college football in Ohio State and um, was All-American. So, and he, he, he was uh, drafted by the second round in, in 2000, 2009 NFL draft. So the guy, uh, you know, he, he's all, he, he, like I said, from 2009 to 2015, he played for the St. Louis Rams and then, 2016, he played for the Saints, and that was it. He had no championships or no Pro Bowls or all teams and stuff like that, but uh, he did pretty good for himself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so he did uh, He did pretty good for himself. And I, I, I just wanted to mention that there's a couple of things I didn't know. Like, James Laurinaitis, you know, his son played in the NFL, and Animal was born up here. Oh, okay. I, you know, my my wife told me she's like, wait a minute. She said, Do you, "Is Animal from Philly?" I said, uh, uh, no." And then I was like, I, "I know if he said no, but he was born, and it has right here that he was born in Philadelphia, 
on September 12, 1960. Okay. And he, he, yeah, he grew up in he grew up in Minnesota, but he he's a hometown boy uh, up here in Philly uh, just as much. I'm just like, oh, then you know about Philly then. Yeah, so like I said, he, he mostly he, he grew up in Minnesota. It's kind of like Kobe, born in Philadelphia, and then you know for for short year, a couple of years of his life, and then went to Italy and came back to Lower Marion. So it's like, yeah, you you know the Philadelphia area, but I never knew that he was that he was born in in Philly. And like I said, Philly's a big wrestling town anyway. Also, yeah, so of course, just 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 seeing you know another. Philly native, here goes because Philly, we love our heroes such as AI and Rocky, but we also love our natives also. So, I, I just I just wanted to make sure you know what I'm saying that uh I put that in there also first because I was like man that was something that I don't I ain't know that it happened but may he uh <clears throat> may he rest in peace. You know, rest yep. of power. You know, what I'm saying uh, blessings to his family. You know, because like I said, it's, it's hard, hard to lose love when they still have not told us. You know what? You know what killed him or anything of that nature or something like that. But uh, he, um, if, if, if it was COVID, because like I said, you could be, you can have underlying conditions, and then you know that took out you know uh, Kamala. Yeah. yeah. You know, what I'm saying and the COVID yeah. is everywhere, so you never know. What's doing to these old people? Like I said that's why I say keep Jake Roberts in the house. Don't bring him if out. If he has one. If he has one. So. <laughs> oh my God! He said he said he still say over there with DDP. I mean, he was at the beginning of COVID. So I don't know. Scott Hall over there too. No, I think Scott Scott Hall got his own thing. I think I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I think he does. Can you just imagine, like you know, as Jake Roberts getting ready for breakfast? Hey, Dally, what's we going to eat? And he's like, Hey, man, look, hey, are you going out there to do the Lance Archer promo? Or what's going on? You know, say, so <laughs> uh, I can just see like the, the the dynamic between him and Jake, like on an everyday <laughs> on an everyday thing. Man, he would probably be like annoyed at DDP, but uh, uh, again. DDP probably yeah, has told sixty. DDP has probably told sixty eight Car, uh, Carl Malone stories. Probably. Was, I remember Carl Malone and uh, me was just we was just clanging and banging. We had to beat Rodzilla. Oh, but you know, let's move on to something that I, I had to talk about that I couldn't elaborate uh, in my review on Raw. So, Retribution is revealed. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. And I have to say that this thing is D-O-A. Would you agree with that? No, I would have said before that, but yeah, it is. So, Retribution came out on Monday, and they revealed themselves. So, it's clearly, listen to me, clearly, me and Mercedes Martinez, Dominic yeah. Dijakovic, uh-huh. Dio Madden, and Shane Thorne. Yep. Now, okay, fine. I don't have a problem with the members of Retribution. 
But I do have a problem with how uh, it's um I, their motive. Let's put it that way. Okay. Okay, because uh, I need to know your opinion. I really have to know your opinion. Uh, what is your because their motive was they signed contracts to work on Raw to wreak havoc on WWE and it's always about your money but we're not doing it here for the money you know what I'm saying and I'm like but you just signed the contract I already knew this thing was going to be stupid when I um I already knew when they started when they started setting stuff on fire and started cutting stuff. I already knew it was gonna be stupid because why would you? How would you go from setting stuff on fire and cutting stuff with a chainsaw to now following the rules and now you being in a tag team match? If a referee says yeah one two three four five, where they gonna stop the count? Because I don't want to be disqualified. Like that still just don't exist to me. As, mm-hmm. as a, like a regular person standpoint of you doing all this, setting stuff on fire, not following any rules. So now I'm gonna just follow all the rules in this book. Now I'm gonna if a ref says she's gonna disqualify me, I'm gonna I'm gonna care about getting disqualified. I hate it. Yeah. I, I hate it. I'm like, okay, so after they said that, they are I'm like, this is really not whatever y'all was trying to do is dead now. But we're not done just yet. Because they got this ridiculous bane mask on. Me and Yim is talking in the promo, and every time she is pulling her mask up of her face. That's embarrassing. That is straight up embarrassing. So. The whole thing just. It looks terrible. And then, so. So, with the the stupid mask with the stupid motive in the first place. Then we got the herpeses coming out there. They try to attack them, which then we get their first match. <coughs> their first. Well, they have to follow tag team rules, by the way. Which you got to follow tag team rules, which the way it ended made no sense anyway. They, how did it end? Huh? How did it end? You know how last time they had a tag team matchup where the illegal man hits the the person that they're not supposed to hit them, and it gets them disqualified. Yeah, that's how it ended. Oh, well, I mean disqualification. No, no, you no. can't. Uh, how many times have we seen where somebody is putting a move on the partner, and the partner comes and hits them to break up the count or hits them to knock them out the move? That it, that is actually a uh, a rule, actually. Oh God! So so it's it's no, therefore I'm saying that's, that's that's a legit rule. Like you you can't break it up more than you can't break it up more than one time. You break it up twice, and it's disqualification. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that either until um, I think D. H. Smith said like that's an un, that's an unspoken rule, but it's an actual rule in like a, in like legit because he's got disqualified. Like a couple people have gotten disqualifications from doing that. Uh-huh. But it's a, it's a legit rule that's not like a it's not like a a main rule, but you know if it happens, you got to get disqualified. Yeah, which is weird, but I guess that's how they do. It. Yeah, it, it 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 makes 
obviously no sense to me in my personal opinion. And then so then we give the we give we give their match away on Raw, no bill, no nothing to with her business. And I'm like, and then we get the names, T ball. <laughs> Why, why do we want to see this on pay per view? They they know what they was doing. Keep it on raw. It's terrible. And then we get the names: T Bar, Slapjack, T Bar, Slapjack. Yeah, Slapjack, and Mace. The women, I don't know if they came with the, with the names for the women yet, did they? They did, but I remember seeing on Twitter what the names were supposed to be, and that was those are terrible as well. What's the, oh? You gotta let me know what, what was the name supposed to be. Uh, I'll have to look it up, so I have to buy some time. But I, if I, I'm sure I can find it. Okay. Well, I'll try to buy you a little time because I got I gotta know what the hell those names were. I I just gotta know because don't because that is so elementary to me. I mean, I think my son could can come up with better names than they did for retribution. This is on Monday, so I gotta go all the way back to oh, Monday. Yeah, oh yeah, no, no, it's 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 cool because, like I said, it, it it's it's absolutely cool. I'm not mad at you at all. Do what you got to do. So, cause cause I was like, cause what the what the hell? Let's take a look. Let's see. Let's see. There's a lot of scrolling to do. What's today? Today is you know, gotta buy some time. Yeah, I'm only I'm only on Thursday. <laughs> the only on Thursday. Oh, you, you, you on Twitter? Yes, I'm going back to this one site. I remember. Uh, me and him, by the way, is reckoning. That's the that's, that's, the, that's her, the best name out of all of them they had. That's what her uh her Twitter name is. And what's Mercedes Martinez's name? I'm looking if I can find it. How about I just look this on Twitter? How about I just do that? Oh. Retribution. Yeah, this is. Okay, possible retribution names. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Uh, it looks like they may call, they may be called retaliation. Oh my god, I can't say this word. Retaliation. Mm-hmm. And, and reckoning. It hasn't been confirmed. Uh, so those are the two names I'm, I'm assuming that they go with. Reckoning and retali- retaliation. Why can I not say that? Retali- retaliation. Wow. Wow. Well. I'm trying, to see, I'm trying to find these suggested names. Cause those names are terrible. Yeah, so I need to know because I, I talked about it a little bit on Raw. I got to know your opinion. I have to know. It's terrible. <laughs> how how are we supposed to take somebody named T Bar serious? And he's the leader of the group. That that's the dominate Dajakovic. T Bar. First of all, the mask is stupid. The whole thing. First of all, I don't understand how you are somebody who wrecked Raw, who wrecked SmackDown, who wrecked NXT. You. Um, hurt many of employees. You uh, burned down generators. I don't know why there's a, a group of five, but there's like 50, 11 of y'all that could come out all the time in ski masks because you couldn't tell me Cedric Alexander was not under that mask the first time. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, and Ricochet, yeah. But uh, just real quick, I'm just reading this this uh, tweet, and it says, uh, guys, it gets better. Heard that one of the at one point one of the females names retribution. Uh, thankfully, they didn't get these names on Monday, but one of them names is going to be Shatter. Like Shatter. Shat. Yes. Shatter. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. So. They, they play up this riot gimmick. They play up that, you know what I'm saying, that they're these wrestling misfits. They went out and attacked your wrestling audience. That's what Retribution did. And all of a sudden, you exclude them to the Raw brand. Then you, you give them a cut. Why would I even want to sign these misfits? Because oh, a, after a while, it didn't look like they was doing anything. It just looked like they was just kids playing. And it caused a disruption, like, you know, these assholes are doing riots. And I'm like, okay, not feeling it. I'm just not feeling it at all. And then they go, and now, now they finally got a noticeable Dominic Dachikofi, some no- noticeable uh, wrestlers to be in it. They take off the ski mask, they give them the bay mask, they sign the Raw to, be, to basically create terror on a professional company's brand so in other words you just wreaked terrorism on a company and yet you're signed and you're getting paid for that so you're saying it ain't about the money so you give up your paycheck how does any of this make sense yeah, yeah none of it makes sense just, so I, you, don't, I don't I totally don't understand to be completely honest even the union had a build up to their first matchup. The Union. Remember, Union. Like, yes, they even had with Shamrock Test, Big Show, and, and, and before, yeah, with the two by fours. Like, they even had the cabinet even had kind of a build to their first matchup, even though that sucked. But I mean, the cabinet actually. Was it is it is a good idea for that character of JBL? I'm not going to even lie. Oh, it's like for the character, but you had you had the Basham brothers and Orlando Jordan. Well, yeah, the, the people suck, but the characters suck. It, it's understandable. Marissa Orlando Jordan song. Oh, 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 oh! I got the buddy. What? Do what I want. Do act how I want to sit. Yeah, I like that song. I ain't gonna lie to But how does anything it is? Makes sense. So the hurt business, you, you don't know if they're trying to be faces or heels because the way they got them booked, you don't even know w- what the reaction is supposed to be for them. Then you give away the first. Like the, I feel like the hurt <clears throat> business are are faces when they fight in retribution, but heels when they any any other time. You're right, and they don't want hurt business losing, but they don't want retribution losing. And then you give away their first matchup that same night. Mm-hmm. You. Yep. That is shows a, how much they care. No, that shows the that shows panic. Those right there of all the things you saw on Monday, because first of all, Monday was the worst raw of twenty twenty. I feel like we say that every week. <laughs> no, no, honestly, we don't. But it was it it, it was by far the worst raw of twenty twenty, and part of the big reason for that is this crap that spit out retribution, which. And me and him and Mercedes Martinez and Dominic Dajakovic, as talented as they are, 
shouldn't even be part of this. They shouldn't even be part of this. Be Mia Yim on the main roster, like doing her thing, not uh, reckoning. Exactly. And the changes, the changes, just don't make sense to me. Like that's the one, that's the thing I don't get though. Like that's like Kofi Kingston. All of a sudden, we're in the match saying, "My name is Kawari." Like, no, you're Kofi Kingston. You're a decorated wrestler already on our roster that we know. Exactly. I, I, you could have took nobody. Like. That's why the Nexus, until Cena buried them, that's why the Nexus thing worked, because you got a group of these rookies. Because remember, at that time, Netflix, uh, NXT was a, was a YouTube Hulu show. Nobody watched that. And if, if, you didn't, if you didn't go to the live shows and stayed after they was on recording Raw or anything like that, you didn't know what yeah, NXT I can't even lie. I watched the first season of NXT. I can't even lie. I said I did <laughs> Oh, bro, I did not watch it. I watched it up until the, the season with the women. The season after Naomi and AJ was on there, then I didn't watch it. No. The first two seasons, the first three, I was like, okay. Maybe because I was, I was just like into wrestling, anything wrestling that was on, I was like, sure, I'll watch it. Okay. I, I had nothing better to do, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, because they wasn't giving... I, I used to watch ECW, too, so I can't even lie, so I didn't Oh, so, yeah. man, it's a two, 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 2006 ECW? Yep, yeah. Will Regal and Zack Ryder and uh, Ezekiel Jackson and Klaus Loft was a, was a stable. Is it, oh <laughs> God! Oh yeah, the core. No, no, oh. that wasn't the core. It was, it was Regal, Kozlov, Ezekiel Jackson, and Zack Ryder. I don't know why it was a stable, but it was a stable. That was terrible. <laughs> That's what Zack Ryder had the the, uh, the long pants on one side and the shorts on one side. Uh huh. <laughs> and yeah, it was an interesting time. Yeah, it, it it was. But I'm just saying, but. Even then, the stables were just a little bit better. But now, they got these this stable, which they like I said with the Nexus. You didn't know who who they were, and then they came and they destroyed John Cena. Everybody was like, "Wait a minute, these are the rookies from NXT." They were no, Michael Traver wasn't nobody. Darren Darren Young wasn't nobody. Uh, Heath Slater at the time wasn't nobody. Justin Gabriel wasn't nobody. David Otunga was a nobody. These are all nobody. Wade Barrett was the one they won, but he was a nobody. Daniel, Bri- excuse me, Brian Danielson, you know what I'm saying? Until he got fired and came back. Because remember when um <coughs> when they had the match at SummerSlam and Cena picked uh, Daniel Bryan as his partner, Every that was the number one trending name in Google because everybody was like, who the fuck Daniel Bryan? Oh, he was... He, he, yeah, a lot of people didn't know. Like, they did. A lot of people don't know the indie stuff, and like, so that's understandable, especially for that at that time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of people were very excited. Like, I was excited when Cash's owner and all them came for the first time, and then I seen what they did with them. I was like, oh, they they did better than Independence, but you know that happens. It does. Cash's owner that happened to him. It happened to him twice, so I don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, okay. okay. Uh, you're right. I don't understand either. And then the thing is, so, oh, by the way, Shane Thorne, Shane Thorne did confirm that it's him under that mask, under Slapjack. Now, I feel like last week it was the mask. I don't know, because last week he didn't have a beard. This week he got a beard. So I'm like, what happened? I don't think it was the mask. The body don't match the mask's body. No, they were just, it was just their face and under a mask. So I'm saying, like, yeah, all you see is the hair and, like, some of his forehead or something. Like it could have been anybody under the mask. They, they just had fill in, but the dude didn't have a beard last week, and now this week he has like a full beard. 
Mm. You know, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. But that's how ridiculous this was. And then I'm like, so nobody knows who, who, who this group is. Their motives are stupid. And to the point where, you know, honestly, her business shouldn't even be losing or tying with them. So how many times are you going to overexpose them in matches and keep having them have six-man tag matches or tag team matches on Raw? And I'm like, if, if there's so much about following the rules and, and not worry about getting paid, why would they do that? You can make a game, you can make a story where they don't follow the tag team rules. They don't follow the match rules because why would they? That's against the mode that they're talking about. So why would you follow the rules and go back and wait for your theme music to play? Somebody, why would you sign with this company and because you, you want to recap from the inside? Why am I signing a terrorist? Yeah, they claim they signed up to stop them from destroying security guards, but they don't care about anybody when they just do that anyway. And I'm like, wait a minute, so. They're, the Herbert is the only one that steps up to these five guys, which is only technically is only three because they got they got two women, and then they still got this whole theme of all these ninjas, or all or like fifty eleven of them coming out to, so to, to jump just, people. So are they gonna are they gonna announce that Tazawa is a part of them now? God, when Tazawa comes on, I have to leave. <laughs> I, I'm done. And then on top, the masks suck. The mask look like see a folks say like somebody paper paper play project from kindergarten. Like the mask truly, truly suck. And I'm like, well, how could you ever sit there and be like, yeah, this is what we're gonna we're gonna rock this? No, no, man, that mask is stupid. Very much so. It is so they all look stupid. They don't fit. Like I said, it keeps coming down talking about them, and then we supposed to believe that, that these people. I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it, and it's only because they are trying to battle Monday Night Football, and they're not going to win. They're going to lose because it's Especially Monday Night fucking. Back. It's Monday Night fucking football. Especially with them coming back too. Exactly, bro. Like I said, NFL is trying. Not really though, but I'm saying trying to be woke, I guess, or, or you know, or conscious about it. So they don't get they don't give a you're gonna watch your football no matter what they sing or kneel at the beginning. That's just that's just fact. So don't even don't even want to hear it to be honest with you. So but I, I, I had to bring it up I had to talk about because this, this shit is, is is probably one of the worst it's just gonna go in the category is definitely worse for twenty twenty and one of the worst stables. And like I said, there's nothing that he can do right now to build me back up because they already had their first match, which kinda of sucked in the first place. And Keith Lee got four disqualifications under his belt right now. So be aware that Retribution's probably gonna get the same amount of stuff. But if, if that was part of their character, that's part of something they were gonna do, then I guess it'll fit. I guess Oh, this one gives me a headache, man. <clears throat> All right, well, guys, look, like I said, it was it was a kind of short week for us. We actually, we ain't talking too much about anything, but we did uh, check out Wednesday Night War. So make sure we're about to talk about the Wednesday Night War now, and then when we come back, we're gonna come back to end the podcast. Welcome back to the Wednesday Night War. So me and Primetime are here to talk about NXT. AEW Dynamite. So, uh, we got a couple days to talk about. We got Kyle O'Reilly looking like it's Ring of Honor all over again in the Gauntlet match, which was more like a Royal Rumble. Then we got um, uh, Cody coming back. 
where everybody was like, oh my God, he's all in black. Like, we have not seen Cody like that before. Cody was like that before he went to the blonde. So I'm just like, okay, well, I'll play along with it. But let's get on into it. Uh, uh, NXT, like I said, it's good to be back. We haven't done the Wednesday Night War in a while. So a lot of things have happened since I've done, the, since we haven't done the Wednesday Night War. Like, uh, Rusev, a.k.a. Mero, is now in AEW. So I, I I really wanted to do that episode, but we just uh, we couldn't get time to do it. Like I said, I was taking a break off from it and everything, and I said, well, I'm not gonna play favorites. Let me just take a complete break, and then we'll go back to doing <clears throat> what we're doing. So this time, I'm glad that we came back and have a Cody return. So we're good with that. So let's start off with NXT, and uh, at the beginning, we do get in, in memoriam of Joe Laurinaitis, aka Animal, that we do talk uh, that we talked about earlier. Then we he start off at all in, by the way. Say what? He was at all in. He was at that show at all in. Oh man, okay. Then we start off with a number one contenders battle role for the NXT Women's Championship. Um, well, I, I believe it's a, a, a shot for the number one contender. So, uh, we have people from. I didn't like. I didn't like <clears throat> how they did this though. With the battle role. Yeah, because like everybody got job entries except for uh, Candice LeRae. And uh, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, so that's what I say. Rhea Ripley, Kansas Ray got the rest of interest, but then we had, you know, this was, uh, it had um, Shaji Blackheart, Aaliyah, uh, Zaya Lee, Casey Cat Zero, Kaden Carter, Dakota Kai, uh, Raquel Gonzalez, Indy Hartwell. You know, it, it had most of these uh, women. It's a typical battle royal, uh, but we, of course, we have the star of it. Where Casey Catzera is getting her Kofi on when she gets oh tossed outside the ring, but she lands on her back. Her feet did not go down. Then she does her uh, gymnastics athletic thing and goes up into a handstand, turns around, and then puts her feet on the bottom rope and pulls herself up. Very impressive. And then she's not done because she uh, she falls out and falls on the. Uh, the, like the little barricade uh, thing and keeps her feet up gets up on there on the plexiglass and she's trying to get back on she goes onto the steel steps I think it was Haley uh, Hartwell that kick, kicked her off but she goes back onto the gate and then on the plexiglass and Caden Carter is on the apron trying to grab her hand to uh, to come over but she gets eliminated but then uh, Casey Cazero does uh, find a way to make it back into the matchup uh, one thing I did not see coming was uh, Rhea Ripley and uh, Raquel Gonzalez uh, both getting eliminated at the same time. I thought Rhea Ripley was going to pull over with the head scissors, but she ended up uh, getting eliminated anyway. So I was just like, whoa. So it boils down to just the three of Candice LeRae, Shazi Blackheart, and um, Casey Cat Zero, or uh, the, the I last. I thought that's gonna give it a shot. See again, because she had just fought her uh, last week, so I thought it's gonna give it to her. That's what I thought. Uh, but then uh, Casey Cat Zero gets eliminated, so she can't. Uh, she tries to save herself, but she can't. She can't save herself anymore. Then we're down to Candice LeRae on the steel steps, and she's about to fall off the, to the floor. And she has the black like kicking her, pushing her head down with her foot, but she fights it off. And then, but she, Candice LeRae gets knocked down the steel steps by uh, Shazi Blackheart. And then Shazi is about to come down on her, but uh, Candice LeRae takes her feet and flips Shazi because you know Shazi was the only one going to take this bump. Uh, yeah. Flat back bump onto the floor 
off the apron. And Candice LeRae is your winner, and she's going to be challenging Io Shirai for the NXT Women's Championships. Uh, I'm pretty sure at TakeOver 31. Yeah. So how'd you, did you, how, how, how was the battle roll for you? I thought it was decent. I just wish that it, it could have been. I can't even say I could wish it been more less predictable, but I, I think we already knew who already was in the running in the first place. So yeah, you know. <laughs> I, I, it was cool though. All right. Um, I didn't see the uh, Regal and Breezango segment. I missed that. Uh, uh, it was stupid. Basically, he was basically he said, "I want to mix things up." Oh. A bit. I want teams. Uh, I want teams. One member of each team to tag with each other in a tournament, and then the two members who win, they gotta face each other. The winners of that gotta face us. Yeah, that's this. Just to do, just do the Dusty Classic. Uh, well, you know, I think they do it one time a year, and I think that year has passed. Didn't uh, they already do it this year? <clears throat> Did they? I'm not sure. I, I, no, I, I don't think they did because of, of COVID. Oh, maybe not. I don't think we didn't the Dusty Classic this year. Um, we get Tommaso Ciampa versus Jake Atlas. Obviously, Jake Atlas wants his revenge on how Ciampa kind of you know beat him down and gave him the guillotine on the, at the bottom of the ring. He does try to do that with Ciampa again, but uh, it doesn't work out. Uh, for him. They did have the Classic this year, by the way. Would you say what? They did have the Classic this year, by the way. Oh, they did? Oh, my bad. Like I said, I, yes, I, I, it was won by the Bros of Weights, remember? Oh, that's right. It was, Damn, that was this year, wasn't it? Yeah. That yeah. damn sure was this year. See, it was it, before a tragic accident, too. Just know that. Yeah. Before. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, my God. It, it shows you how far. Is it, remember what I told you the other day? Or early in the podcast, I was like, Rocky Johnson's day. He was like, this mm-hmm. year? It, yeah. it, 2020 feels like a tale of, like, Four different years, it's what it does. Uh, uh, Chop hits a modified fairy tale ending at the end to pick up the win against Jake Atlas. So you know, the match was pretty pretty much okay. So it wasn't nothing, you know, too, you know, hectic. I don't understand this next match. Maybe you understand it better. Roderick Strong and Danny Burch taking on Fabian Eichner and Raul uh, Mendoza. Here's the yeah, question: that was, that was one of the things, though. So, I'm about to say, because isn't Roddy Undisputed Era? Yeah, so Undisputed Era and uh, Fabian, uh, Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan. Yeah. And then Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Yeah. And whatever team the other dude is on. Yeah, right. Okay, so did. Him and Joe Quan Wild. Yeah, so I'm like, okay. That's why it don't make sense, but. It, it, it the winners it, of that, and then I guess they'll face the winners of another thing. And then whoever wins that, then say if Roderick Strong and Danny Birch, then Undisputed Era and uh, Danny Birch and Only Lorcan want to fight against each other, and whoever wins that is, is the number one contender. I understand right? they try to switch things up, but sometimes things should just stay the same. Mm-hmm. To be completely honest with you. All right, so. Uh, Danny Burch and, and Rock Strong uh, win the matchup, and then they, they kind of shake hands. So uh, it was it was a, it was a good back and forth matchup, but uh, you know I don't I I, I was a, I was afford too much. Austin Theory, uh, I, I mean I don't like the switching teams. The action was good, but the switching teams I'm not cool up. Austin Theory was being interviewed, and Jack Gale gave him some advice. Gale said 
that Theory had everything he needed to be a star in the sport if he softened Damian Priest up for TakeOver. Again, a, a wouldn't forget the favor. And I'm like, wait, title match because you, why? Okay, because you're Johnny Russell. Because we get Austin Theory going up against Damian Priest. Uh, and this matchup, uh, pretty good. Austin Theory is a really good athlete. He uh, Damian Priest gives him the Rage's Edge on the apron. And then he, he gets fired up. He's he's playing bona fide babyface right now. And then uh, hits uh, the reckoning for the win. And then so he, he beats him a good matchup after, uh, you know, uh, Dave Priest, he, he'll, he'll go up against Gorgano for, well, uh, for the North American Championship. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, what's going to happen. But then Gorgano comes out and attacks Priest with a super kick. And then use his own arrow motion, and that's what we have. So, your, your thoughts? I wish I wish they would have did they would have did this and then announced the match, or have this altercation, then have Will Regal announced on Twitter or something, and not them announce this before they have this altercation or any altercation at all. I agree with you a thousand percent, one thousand percent. Uh, we have a new promo with this green uh splinter cell cam going on, and we, we're about to say. Somebody's coming over. Takeover is theirs. Don't know who this is going to be or who's rumored. Retribution is it reckoning? And can me and Young coming back? No, no. Let them leave NXT to come back to NXT. That makes stupid. Uh, Ridge Holland takes on Antonio De Lusa, and Ridge Holland is dominant here, giving him uh, standing belly to belly suplexes, being very strong about it. Then uh, hits the, the Northern Lights driver, calls the, the matches over. Uh, you know he, they're trying to build, they're trying to build him back up ever since he almost broke Giant Gargano's neck. So I guess so. Uh, I didn't see the Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, you know, thing backstage of uh, the confrontation that they had, but we had a gauntlet eliminator to determine the number one contenders for NXT Championship. You know, sometimes changing up things for the sake of changing up things, such as <clears throat> 2K20, it don't need to happen if there was something wrong with it. So, a regular gauntlet match, which is, you know, one match, and then whoever wins, the next person keeps coming out. They turn into, like, a Royal Rumble. I, you know, I would not have been mad if they would have made this a championship scramble match. Yeah, what's wrong with a chance? We haven't seen a championship scramble match since 2008. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they even know how to do that match anymore. Yeah, well, you got better competitors now to do that match than they did back then. So, uh... uh yeah, like, yeah, like Alexander Kozlov. No, oh, Kozlov or Brian Kendrick being a champion for like a couple seconds. No, oh, I'm good. Uh, O'Reilly and uh, Koshida start up the matchup, correct? Uh, ooh, I, I don't even remember. Yeah, and then, a, then after that, the third person comes in is Bronson Reed. He comes in, and then him and O'Reilly start going at it. But then Velveteen Dream sneaks in, because I know they had a rivalry, and gives the, the Dream Valley driver to Koshida. And then uh, <clears throat> Bronson Reed gives Koshida a splash, and then Koshida is eliminated. So I'm like, oh, okay. I wouldn't even know Dreamer Koshida was, you know, beefing. That's why he's been upset the past couple of weeks because now they put him in. They put him in like three straight weeks. He fought like, I would say child predators, but you know, three straight weeks is just 
not his good, not good gotcha. material. Uh, then we have Timothy Thatcher coming out in the fourth uh, spot, and then Cameron Grimes to the moon uh, <sighs> is at number five, and uh, Cameron Grimes does the he comes in and does his uh, uh, splash. And keeps his head on. I said, I know Prime is pissed. And gets up and puts it in the corner. I was like, oh, Prime's somewhere breaking shit right there. <laughs> I, I wish I could unsee that. See what? I wish I could unsee that. Yeah. Then, uh, you know, to the match going on, uh, we, we, Bronson Reed does uh, what happens with... Uh, Run through the ropes and doing the the, the, uh, the the dive through the ropes. Did he not see what happened to Hanson? Like, can, can, can we please stop having these big men do 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 all this kind of stuff like that? Because it can really hurt, hurt you. Uh, but uh, Kyle Ryan defeats Bronson Reed for the second elimination. Then uh, he gets Thatcher with a roll up, and then uh, it's just now Kyle O'Reilly. And Cameron Grimes, I was like, "Oh my God, they gonna give it to Cameron Grimes." I did not even think Kyle O'Reilly was even good, but I mean, I, I see him in Ring of Honor. He was the champion. I remember when Kyle O'Reilly had a uh, rivalry with Adam Cole on yeah. Ring of Honor. Kyle O'Reilly is a beast, man. Oh, he is. Since he's oh. been in NXT, and people don't maybe never see him in the '80s. They don't recognize that, but this Kyle O'Reilly oh, is, is a. a Y'all need to go back and look at that Ring of Honor match that him and Adam Cole look had. Ring of Honor, look at PWG. Yeah. Look at, uh, New Japan, this man is just yeah. Kyle Rise is a single a singles guy along along with a tag team guy as well because the, the Red Dragon thing is a tag team thing. But Bobby Fischer is a good singles guy also too. Yes, he yeah. is. He is. Bobby Fischer is Bobby Fischer is a man. Bobby Fischer is like versatile. Mm-hmm. All of them are versatile, of course. Bobby Fischer is like he could be in the main event one day, he could be in the mid card next day, a tag team the next day, and then back in the main event the next day, and it all makes. It all, yeah. I'm saying people don't really look at that if you're casuals. But uh, Colorado uh, makes Cameron Grimes uh, tap out with a heel hook, so Kyle O'Reilly is going to be the next one to challenge for Finn Balor, which should be an excellent match. See, if Finn Balor didn't just win the championship, I would say this would be like an evolution style mm-hmm. of celebration, like he he'll win the championship, and then Adam Cole, and then like be mad, but like. That'd be kind of Finn Balor just won it, so I don't think he's gonna lose it. But that would have been a good moment if that was to happen. I agree with you. So that was NXT. So uh, to keep to keep the thing moving, so we don't go over time, let's go right over to AEW Dynamite. Uh, AEW also took time to pay tribute to Joe Laurinaitis, aka Road Warrior Animal. Like I said, a legend in this business, an icon in this yeah. business. So make sure yeah. we, you know rest in peace to him. Uh, we got the first match. Uh, we got. Uh, Oh wow! I forgot. I did say he was at all in. I meant I meant to say that this part and not the first part. Okay, uh, well, it's quite all right. Uh, this is the in ring debut of uh the best man. That's his. That's his AEW nickname now. Myro and Super Bad Kip Sabian with fiance Penelope Ford going going up against the bad boy Joe Janela and the uh-huh. was it the Concrete Rose, Sunny Kiss. Concrete, yeah, something like that. Yeah, in the Concrete Rose. Uh, so I, I, I AEW, all these nicknames, man. That's a thing. I don't have a problem with Sunny Kiss, but I don't think Sunny Kiss should have been like his first, Nero's first in ring opponent. Why is it? Because the match was kind of sloppy, and it was kind of sloppy on Sunny Kiss's part. Oh, so you don't think Sunny Kiss, Sunny Kiss was not ready 
to go up with the likes of like somebody on the caliber of Rusev, basically. Omar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Just saying, like, so they, the body, like the moves, like the leg, like, you know how when somebody jump off the rope when they put their leg up? Yeah. Uh, some of the kids put their leg up before the dude even jumped off the rope, and, mm. you know, just stuff like that. Gotcha. I just okay. Yeah. I don't have no problem with her, but I just, I don't. Well, she, they like, she likes to go by him or her, so don't get offended people, but I don't have no problem with, I don't have no problem with, I just wish that he was more fluent. Even when it comes with experience, I'm, I can't be that upset. Uh huh. Well, no, you, you write something. <clears throat> he makes Sunny Kiss. Uh, oh, oh, Jim Ross. He, he makes Sunny Kiss submit with the uh, with, with 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 the game over camel clutch finish. Ah, uh, no, uh, nah, that ain't what Jim Ross called it. What Jim Ross called it? He got him in the accolade. The accolade, accolade. Like, well, sometimes you can't get, get behind. Uh huh. He said game. Over did the crush thing, and mm-hmm. then uh, here goes Jim Ross. He's going for the accolade there, and then uh, <laughs> he was like, "No, no, no!" He calls that the game over now. Uh, that's a camel clutch. Call it what you want. I'm like, uh, "Jr. Jr. Seriously?" Yeah, you know, See, you, you know, to do to do that to Shivani. You can call it what you want. This is a camel clutch. Why? 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 Why would you even do that? Uh, Fight. Yeah, I feel you, bro. I do. I'll be, I'll be feeling your pain, bro. Uh, Eddie Kingston comes out uh, with the mic, saying, "Look, t- uh, it's me and Moxie tonight for the world championship. I was never eliminated from a Casino Battle Royal, and 18 years said I deserve this shot. Me and Moxie used to be cut from the same cloth, but then Moxie sold his soul to the devil and went to the land of sports entertainment. I never sold out. Okay, so another WWE uh, dig right there, and then so." Uh, we go ahead and match later up. We got a uh, Hangman Page taking on Evil Uno from the Dark Order of Jay Next. I didn't understand why they put Evil Uno. Well, I didn't see B- BME, so. Yeah, but that's not even canon, though. Oh, it's not? Okay. I know that was canon, but okay. No, it's not canon at all. Okay. Wait, so why did he pick Evil Uno? Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Like, that makes no sense. I'm about to say, I'm like, okay. I-, I thought you said. Do you know why they picked Evil Uno? I said, no. No, I was saying, I don't know why. Like, they, it's not canon. Mm-hmm. BT is not canon, and even if it was, it, it still wouldn't make sense to put, like... Well, Kenny... They should have used the Grayson. Uh, uh, you know. Yeah, well, I Kenny... I should have just sacrificed one of their top members of their faction. Well, I mean, the Dark Order still kind of sucks, but, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's been getting better. But, we have... Uh, Kenny Omega is on the commentary, and Kenny Omega says the tag team part of me is dead. So I don't know why I like the passive aggressive Kenny Omega is actually like entertaining. Yes, I like it. Like even last week when him and uh, Kazarian was a uh, him and Kazarian, uh, Heyman and Kazarian was fighting, he was like these two tag team wrestlers are looking to become single wrestlers, but they're looking for that tag. And, and uh, I forgot what Frankie Kazarian hit on hit on. Hey man, he was like, "Oh, this is over." And then he kicked out. Oh, I'm surprised he kicked out. That's when I had to come in to save his butt because he always would never kick out of those type of moves. <laughs> he was just passive aggressive, and I, I liked it. I like. I think I like it too. Um, <clears throat> he uh, Paige, uh, his you know running. Uh, he is uh, uh, following slam. Staying she'll start press for a two count, and then uh, evil evil will try to count uh, go. 
Paige goes for the verticals on Evil Uno tries to go and get some uh, pump kicks out the way, and they're just hanging it out. But uh, Paige power bombs Uno, and they uh, then goes for the buckshot. Larry scores the pin. So uh, that's what happened. There, I missed the interview between Tony Savani and the Young Bucks. So oh, then, uh, I was like, basically. You guys are changing. They're like, nah, no, we're not. Come on, Tony. And then he was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, if you're not changing, then why'd you super kick this? And then why'd you do that? And then they were like, okay, we don't want to talk about this. And then he somehow finds a way to keep asking that question, and then they kind of just kick him out. Oh wow. Okay. Well, then next up we got the team. And, and, and then they, they, uh, I forgot what did they do. He had some, he did something with his phone. He was texting or something, and they took his phone and basically threw it on the ground. And then he gave him a load of money, threw it at him, threw it at him in his face and said, get a new phone. And it walked off. Damn, okay. I mean, <laughs> I, I, don't worry. Don't you fret none. Uh, we have the TNT Championship. Uh, the Exalted One, uh, Mr. Broyer Lee taking on Freshly Squeeze, Orange Cassidy. Here's my thing. Just because it's the TNT Championship, do you have to defend it every week? I figure him being a heel that he... No, he don't defend it every week. Okay. I was right. making sure he I, did defend it this week, yes. Yeah, well, he's going against Orange Cassidy, so I thought the Dark Order surround the ring. I thought this match was okay. So it's nice to see Orange Cassidy ever since coming off their rivalry with Jericho doing more wrestling matches now instead of just I, being the, the I, Orange Cassidy I, I, character. I don't... It's a one disconnect with me. Probably the only disconnect I have with Orange Cassidy now. Okay. He can't go back to just starting out the match with those slow kicks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. Like, I can understand if he's like, Orange Cash, you're going to face Bill Carter or whoever, a jobber. Then, okay, I'm going to do the kicks. I don't, I don't really want to be here. I'm going to do these slow kicks. But you're going to get uh, four championship against, uh, you know, the exalted one. You should want to not do the slow kicks. Well, I, in my personal opinion, after coming off that hot feud with Jericho, I would have started building up Arch Cassidy like like you you put him with some of the jobbers and stuff like that, and then he can bring back the gimmick. And then when he's going up against big time people like Brody Lee, he can come out swinging. Mm-hmm. So, they, but I understand they they, they were still, they're still trying to keep that gimmick alive. So, I mean, I I, I understand yeah, they that. Keep it alive by putting him against people that don't really matter, so he can do the, the goofy stuff. Not put him against big time people. I mean, I agree. Well, I mean, I mean, they put up a good match, but Orange Cassidy gets just like tossed by uh, Brody Lee back and forth, and then gets a discus clothesline. Brody Lee wins. I mean, it's a longer match than the way I told it, but uh, it went. And uh, but the lights went dark, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then when they came back on, first of all, we before they came back oh. on, we, we we heard the. And then Cody comes out. This is another JR thing that made me upset. This could be anybody. Really, JR? No, it really couldn't. It really. This is Cody. The Dark Order could be playing a trick on us. Really, JR? Yeah, stop it. Cody is back and he is supporting his black character. What I didn't like was. How they support it as if he never had black hair before. 
Well, he never had that type of black hair before because he definitely did not have jet, jet black hair before. You know what? Fair. <laughs> he didn't have jet black hair because he, he did he did have he did have the brown hair in WWE and then in in Ring of Honor he had the brown hair. Then then at the end of his Ring of Honor he he bleached it to the blonde hair like his dad because you know you want to see the blood and it. it looks it looks good that way. But now he does come back with the jet black hair and he's in all black. He's in all black. He comes and takes out all of the Dark Order. So uh, all the means, and then uh, Brody Lee uh, retreats, uh, and it just stares down Cody. So obviously, the, I think maybe the next review we get or something like that. Uh, next review is in November. I think it's November twenty fifth. So think. yeah, Cody's getting a shot at that TNT Championship again. Uh, Makes sense. Uh, Dasha was uh, was backstage attempting to interview and enrage Brody Lee. And Brody ordered John Silver to hand him a dog collar on a chain. You, he says, you run for a long time, but sooner than later, I'm going to cut you down, Cody. I'm going to take this dog collar wrap it around your tattooed neck. And you will have nowhere to run and nowhere to hide. You have one week to answer me, Cody. Are you man or are you a coward? So it looks like they're going for a dog collar match. I don't know what that is, but okay. Oh, remember Roddy Piper had one back in the day? Where they just either wrap the chain oh, around so this is the old school Cody Mark out match. Yeah, it, 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 you know how Cody do it. And they're old school and they, they have a, a, the dog collar right around, around the people's neck and it's, anything goes, but they can't really get. It's like a strap match, but around your neck. Okay. That's, that's the old WCW stuff right there. Um, Matt Hardy and Private Party uh, come out, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. And. Uh, you know, they're basically uh, talking, and Chris Jericho uh, comes out with the inner circle uh, as you know the demo guy, and then uh, J- they call said, him something else. I forgot what they called him. I he wasn't the demo guy. He was something else. I uh, I wish I would have remembered. And then um, Jericho says Sammy wasn't here tonight because no one knows he's coming back because of what Matt Hardy did to him and all out. And they said, well, guess what? I lied. Sammy's back now. They do the sister-sister hug. And then uh, he said, trust me, if I was going to take out your leg with a bat, I would I would do it to your face, said Chris Jericho. And then uh, Matt Hart tried to do a fight. But then Mark Quinn interrupted. And for some reason, like, his mic wasn't working. Either I don't he, like the fact that they're trying to make Mark Quinn look like a dope singles person. He, he He's not. I mean, First of all, Private Party is like the Street Profits. It's like... They're a good, nice tag team, but they're not ready for singles actually yet. Not my yeah, opinion. Yeah, but like, even that, even that, at least the, the prime part I'm not even like up the rankings as a tag team, let alone singles competitors. Exactly. But them working with Matt Hardy does give him a big endorsement. So, uh, Mark Quinn told Matt Hardy, said, yo, man, yo, take all the time you need to heal, but I'm here. And he said, Quinn said he'll, he'll give Jericho a run for his money before He'll do it again. And Isaiah Cassidy grabbed the microphone and said, I got this. Jericho, I'm wishing you a challenge for next week. One-on-one. Everyone is counting on me. But if a young 23-year-old kid from the streets of Brooklyn, New York, uh, beats Chris Jericho or Dynamite next week, I'm going to make you my champion bitch. So the match will take place between Isaiah Cassidy and Chris Jericho next week. And I, I mean, you know, Jericho's going to do things to put over this younger town, stuff like that. But I, uh, I do agree that I obviously, don't, I, don't, I don't think I don't like it for him though. Like, 
and no offense, but like, I just, I just wish it was a different singles person. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, I mean, they're just doing by Matt Hardy. Probably, they're trying to get Pride Party up the rankings without having them always being tag team matches and losing. You know what I'm saying? So, it, well, I mean, let them win some. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't even know what to tell you in that situation. Um, AW te- uh, World Tattoo Champions FTR are coming out with Tully Blanchard. was interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Missed the interview. What happened there? Uh, I, honestly, I missed this interview too. I ain't gonna even lie. That's probably the only interview I missed because oh, actually, we we didn't forget to talk about this, but this something's not not big. But uh, Jericho and MJF had a segment. Oh, when they were, and, uh, sorry, what you say? Was was it was that last week's dynamite? No, it was it was. Uh, talking about last week's dynamite. Oh, okay. Because like I said we didn't get to review that one. But yeah, I, but last I, week, you know, they were in the trunk, right? Yeah. Which you're talking about, and they called it, it was like <clears throat> loser after it was like nice to each other. Exactly. Yeah, that's the one from last week. Yeah, and then this week they was like, "I saw you call me a loser." He said, "I saw you call me a loser." He was like, "Where did you see that?" He said, "Dude, I watched the show. I saw you call me a loser." He was like, "Nah, I was talking to Tony Schiavone." And the MJF was like, no, nah, I was talking to my taxi cab driver or something. So they're basically doing like a Kevin Owens type of chemistry with, with Jericho. Uh-huh. But they hate each other. So I kind of like it. Okay, yeah, so I like that. So basically, they hate each other, but they comment each other to, to their face. Yeah, so, but yeah. then when they walk away, they're like, this this guy sucks. Yeah. yeah and which I, I like how they addressed it. I, I watched the show. I hear yeah. people be all dumb, like, you didn't see the show. Like refs, you didn't see that person clearly disqualified. Like you can go back and watch the tape. But anyway, um, Ick, uh, women's world champion Hakura Shida, uh, Hikaru Shida. Okay, damn it. Uh, uh, and women's champion Thunder Rosa versus mm, AW women's yeah, tag that's team. What Rosa, yeah, oh, damn, tag team uh, cup winners Evil Lee and Diamante. Was the next matchup? I'm surprised they even let them fight against each other after last week. Good point. Did Monty try to go for the cold? On each other. Did Monty try to go for the cold red on Sheeta, but Thunder Rosa blocked it for a partner with a Death Valley driver. She decimates Diamante with a running knee and uh, scored the victory. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't want to see them two fight each other, like at all. Yeah, because they uh. After they started shooting on each other, I was like, well, "What's the, the, I, I wouldn't even have no fight like at all against each other anymore." I can't say that. Cause it made them look bad. It made the champ look bad from another company, and kind of just made the whole thing just not matter. You're right. AEW World Champion John Moxley taking on oh, now they got his, his, his ready for his new nickname, the Mad King Eddie Kingston. So I, think, I wonder, what's it, hasn't that been his nickname? I mean, if it has, I, I, I'm unaware. Even I, as big of an Eddie Kingston fan I am, when he was in House of Hardcore, they, I didn't hear him call him that, but I, I didn't watch Eddie Kingston in in the Oh, actually, no. No, I'm sorry. That's his Twitter name. Okay. Yeah, but I, said, I didn't watch him in Power. Only thing I watched him in was in TNA when he was part of the... And he had an evolve. I don't know. 
Yeah. I did sign up. I did just see an involved match with uh, Eddie Kingston and uh, Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Swerve Sky versus Velveteen Dream and the Street Profits. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, yeah, they, you know, Network got different companies on there now, so it's, it's weird. But it's, weird. it's weird, but it's, it's cool to watch some of that indie stuff, though. Yeah. Um. So, a uh, good matchup by uh, by these two. Uh, Kingston went for the spinning back fist. Moxie blocked it and hit the hit the sleeper hole. One of his new finishers, and he uh, basically got with the bulldog choke. And then the referee had to stop the matchup. But the Lucha Bros come in and start attacking Moxley. You know, then Will Hobbs comes in and then he tries try, try to even up the odds. And I, I guess Will Hobbs and Moxley are cool. I missed the last two episodes. Of uh, well, uh, it was supposed to be a. It was supposed to be Moxley, Will Hobbs, and Darby Allen versus Archer, Brian Cage, and uh, Ricky Starks. Oh, that's right. But Cage and Archer got sick. Yeah, that's right. Because Darby Allen does come out, and then but then Ricky Starks comes out and beats him down. So next week is going to be Ricky Starks and Darby Allen, I believe. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. We gotta see, but in your opinion, who won this week on the Wednesday Night War, NXT or AEW Dynamite? I'm probably say NXT. I'm actually thinking NXT too. NXT won- took it for me this week because I enjoyed the Battle Royal. Kyle O'Reilly getting shined, and people don't really understand how good Kyle O'Reilly truly is. So I yeah, thought that was great. I thought that was cool. Uh, when it come to when it come to AEW, it was kind of like one of them. Filler shows. I mean, other than Cody coming back, it really wasn't no more of the highlight left of the show. But that's just that's just you know my opinion. But you guys can post your opinions down below. The students on YouTube. Or oh, make sure you hit that like button if you guys enjoy, and hit the subscribe button for more. But once again, we're moving on with the podcast, so uh, stay tuned for more. All right, guys, that was me and Prime Times doing the Wednesday Night War. So, uh. I'm glad we came back, but I'm sorry the podcast was, was uh, probably shorter than expected. Uh, I'm saying, but uh, like I said it, is, it really isn't much going to rest of that, that that you want to talk about twice. Does that make sense, Pro? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. There's not much about it rest that you want to talk about twice. Like, like seriously, like if I talked about it on the Raw Spanner review already, then I ain't trying to talk about it no more. But you know what? Post down your comments down below. Um, you know, say if it's still on YouTube. You know, how you felt about also that we talked about today. Make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com, but that's what we're a part of. Check out the black podcasts that they have on there, such as Luna and Pop, Luna and Pop Horror Wars show, especially with Halloween coming up. Check out Both Sides and Market Dark Show. Check out the Nerd Coalition's uh, content on there, the No Gimmick Scene Wrestling Podcast, Nerd Gotcha Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, Drunk Thoughts, Sober Tongues, and hopefully Balls Islands pretty soon. Make sure you guys check out uh, all, us on all the podcasts as from. Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google uh, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all that great stuff. And check us out at TheRealNerdCoalition.com. You get all your Nerd Coalition merch, your NC Studios logo, your retro logo, your No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast logo, all that great stuff. You guys can check out the Q-Flow, the War Drum album. That's on there. It's new content that's coming out that hopefully we can share on our website as well. You guys can check out... Uh, Prime Times Prime Nostalgia Podcast on there as well. You know, Prime, let me ask you a person for your permission since we're in business together. Would you mind if I put up the Prime Nostalgia Podcast on the website? Oh, uh, sure. 
Okay, yeah, sure. Okay, because, you know, I'm not going to overset my boundaries. You know what I'm saying? We are still in business. You know what I'm saying? But I figure, since you're my co-host on the show, why not, you know, rep you on the podcast? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that is. On the website, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, like I said, hopefully you got some new stuff coming out. Uh, I've been actually playing 2K Battlegrounds. I know some people have certain things to say about it, but I've been having fun with it. It's something completely different than what we're used to. Did you see see Tessa Blanchard? Uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. I, I did. A couple other people also they, they talked about it on there too. But it, it it's it's a it's a fun arcade game successor from uh, WWE All Stars. Yeah, pretty much just what I thought it'd be. Yeah, so that, I mean, so I mean, people are going to complain about two K stuff anyway because it's two K. But it's like this, if you liked two K Playgrounds. Uh, NBA 2K Playgrounds, and you're and you're going to like NBA uh, WWE 2K Battlegrounds. Okay. It's this. Okay. It's literally almost the same game. With just you, you can do different matches. The campaign mode is cool. You know, say uh, obviously they're going to keep adding stuff as the game updates with with new characters stuff like that. But obviously this is just a thing to get them into uh, 2K22. But everybody been you know. Pissed about this, pissed about the 2K stuff like that. So, I'm like, in my opinion, it's better than 2K20. Well, yeah. everything is. It's better than 2K20. I mean, there are people that is not going to like it because it's not this style of game, but it's an arcade game. It's like a, it's a really an arcade style fighting game, and it, I, 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 for the most part, I'm having, I'm having fun with it. I just wanted to add that on there as well. You, you haven't played it yet, Prime? No, I haven't. I see. I haven't seen no no footage of it. Really? Yeah, really. Well, then you got to check out NC Level Up because we're about to put up our campaign mode for the game as well. So make sure you guys check that out as well. You got a campaign mode? Yeah. Oh, okay. The campaign mode is pretty sweet. By starting Monday, we're going to put the campaign mode up along with uh, my uh, Madden 21, uh, my career mode, and I'm trying to do the NBA 2K21 My Career Mode. Okay. So, and then I'm still doing UFC My Career. So, you know, we're still doing these little bit of things of trying to, you know, finish things up. So, and then we got some uh, stuff for Halloween coming your way. So, stay tuned for all that. So, once again, uh, that's it, guys. We are we are going to be out of here. So, once again, this is NCM Place to Beat Children, Mr. Andy, and not Deion Sands for Primetime. All right, everybody. Uh, see, uh, I almost fumbled the ball. No, I'm not that. Okay, uh, and then Q Flow, wherever you're at, man, take us out. We're bringing nerdgasm to your ears. Welcome to the show. We don't need any gimmicks. You already know. So sit back. Relax and hit the like button. Go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming. Swag on trivia and prompts top five. Either way, it's fun and you're hearing it live. Join with your host, Mr. A and E. Yeah, you know it's the place to be. It's NC. At Mountain.
Button 2, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All Dew.